0: episode 34 of this podcast we might have some technical difficulties we might lose russ for a minute he'll be back just give him a second so
1: there's there's no way this is going smoothly
0: yeah we're doing the (laughs) best we can working remotely all of us due to unforeseen circumstances uh first orders of business go check out the website three-star we're also on apple and spotify as a normal podcast as well as youtube so, yeah, how's things going, boys?
2: on. Oh, I, I got to run something by you guys here. So Saturday, I texted you guys earlier. Saturday, we ordered food to go from a restaurant chain. And so I go down there. And first of all, it took 10 minutes for somebody to come out to my car to bring my food. Second of all, whenever I do this, I never know how much do I tip. If you're picking up.
3: If I'm just picking it up, they'll bring it to my car. It depends on the chain. Cause some places just grab a bag and some places like put stuff together.
2: Yeah, so that's why I like, well, and it made it really awkward this time because they brought the thing out for me to, I, this, this chain was not prepared for to-go orders, I don't think. And I don't know how they're not prepared for it. So I brought out the machine to swipe my card in and I tried to put a tip and it didn't work. So she's like, all right, the machine's not working. I'll just run inside. I was like, all right, well, I was gonna put a five dollar tip on it. And she's like, okay. And then I'm like, I'm like, I don't know like if that was even the right amount. And then by the time I got home, I was like, I should have given a dollar because we were missing an appetizer. Instead of kids' chicken fingers for my kids, they gave them like peppered chicken fingers. Like. <laughs> and it was like, it's like, dude, this isn't good. So like, how how much do you guys? Uh, if you
3: do, I don't know if any of you guys really go to go orders a lot, but how much they you guys know? But I have an answer, I and I think it uses some logic. Uh, uh, did you order a dessert? Well, my wife and I got a, a I combo. That's a yes or no question. Well, I don't know why we, we, you're having. Yeah, this. we we did
2: because because we got <laughs> okay. a combo. Normally, we we usually puts do.
3: desserts together in restaurant service. The waiter. So, if a waiter brought you food, she probably had to do some work. She deserves a tip. She's making nothing an hour. You might as well give her a couple bucks.
2: So, I I always tip. But like Not I felt like I did more of this. Book. I always I tipped more this
3: time, but then I got home and I was like I shouldn't have
2: tipped that much because it was I was, I was You know was what? At the shit. end of the day,
3: at the end of the day, you made her day. So, yeah. Maybe, but I'll, I'll be no, honest.
0: I, <laughs> I usually do tip when like we do a pickup. Like it's a couple bucks. Whatever. That's why
2: what I I usually do a couple dollars. And this time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do five bucks and <laughs> I don't know. And but I always feel like awkward, like how much do you tip? Because they you I know they probably split it all at the end of the night, anyways. And I don't know how much business they're truly getting now because they can't fill every table. So it's I just feel awkward sometimes. Sometimes Not knowing how much it tipped. Uh, 98% of the time. Hmm.
0: Um I do have a confession for you guys. Last week I said I wouldn't, you know, we got the new podcast DFS units doing very well. Uh, I said I didn't know if I'd do it every day because I wasn't going to bet on shit like the French Open. I bet on the French Open. <laughs> <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about ten- I hold on. I don't it's not that I don't know nothing about tennis. I understand scoring and shit. I just don't follow tennis. And but in my defense.
2: Did you it take an all?
0: It, no, it was uh, Jokic to win in street sets in the semis. It was a super boost on FanDuel. So I was like, eh, oh. all right, I'll throw a couple uh, bucks on it. And he choked. I watched the match. Ali's like, why are we watching tennis? Like, <laughs> Let's go back to
1: sleep. Right. Keep it yeah, moving. That's, that's different if it's boosted,
0: it's it's more acceptable. I threw like 10 bucks on it. It was boosted like five fifty.
2: Oh, that's worth uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right.
0: I don't feel so bad then. you guys if, do, if, This is like counseling. I love it.
2: <laughs> if, if you told us you bet on like the 18th seed to beat Nadal, then I would have had maybe some issues. I don't know anything about tennis, but I just know Nadal's good on clay.
0: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, boy. So, yeah, check out the other podcasts if you got your sports betting advice. I got my teeth kicked in yesterday, but
2: other than that, it's
0: doing all right, so.
2: Well, you're doing all right tonight so far. So Yeah,
0: I'm doing all right tonight so far. Uh, let's get into, I know Russ is busting the seams for this, and as soon as I saw the news, I'm like, dude's going to be all over this. Do you Sabres fans want to talk about it?
1: Ooh. Yeah. It's about damn time. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell between him and Petrangelo, who would you call the top free agent this year, but either way, either the first or second free agent of this year, decided to choose Buffalo, which is a nice change of pace.
2: He wanted you wanted know, to win, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> even, I, even I laugh at that one. As a Sabres fan. <laughs> so Taylor Hall, he's a, he's a winger. He's only two seasons removed from a Hart Trophy as league MVP. Um, the key factor in this is Ralph Krueger is the Sabres current head coach. He's been there for just one year or two now, but either way he coached one season in Edmonton like eight years ago. And he had Taylor hall in Edmonton. And that one year he made a big enough impression that Taylor hall sought out the Sabres because he wanted to potentially play for Kruger again. So that's a a connection, an old connection that definitely helped Buffalo. Um,
2: it's just just a definitely. So, just a one-year deal. So,
1: it's, yeah, he signed for one year, eight million. He's already said that he's kind of betting on himself and the Sabers. Uh, if they have a good year, he's he has said he's not against uh, potentially negotiating a long-term deal there. So, the fact that he's already saying that after only a couple of days after signing there is certainly good news for Sabers fans.
0: So did I? Did I read it right? He said he wanted to go to Buffalo, and get Jack Eichel on the playoff stage that he deserves.
1: Yeah. Yep. So Eichel, I think Eichel just completed his fifth season in the NHL. Hasn't been to the playoffs yet. The Sabers haven't been there for ten years, I believe. And uh, yeah, but basically what you just said. He want. He thinks. I mean, in my opinion, Eichel is a top ten player in the NHL, and. Yeah, Hall wants to get him there and help him shine on the playoff under the
2: bright lights of the playoffs. So, and they can—I uh, I like hearing us. Yeah, and they can yeah. uh, help. They can thank the Bills with being a McDermott too. I heard that had influence, a little influence on him to see how that franchise turned around, and he thinks the city of Buffalo is on that on that way. So, and and a little bit of influence the Bills helped bring Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah. So with the addition of
1: him and last year's first round pick Dylan Cousins, who should be on the team this year, they're going to have a pretty pretty stout top six, potentially even top nine forwards. Uh, the issue as it has been for the last few years is they need a they need a goaltender. the defense is still a little shaky I think the defense is a lot better if they have a legitimate goalie behind them um, so, I don't know if they're going to if they're going to take any sort of run this year. They might have to win a lot of five four hockey games, which isn't the best way the approach isn't the best approach to take. But we'll see.
2: Either way, it makes the season a lot more exciting going into it as a Sabres fan. I got I got a little nickname for Taylor Hall, and I'll get into it later. But I'm going to call him the Rabbit for right now. I'll get into it later. Why? Leave you on okay. edge. Well, I'm on edge. I might fall off my chair.
0: <laughs> you know, we forgot. We forgot to point out that the rest of us who are normally on camera are on camera, but now Statman is on camera in the flesh. I can't stop looking at myself.
3: I don't know how you guys do it every week with the monitor. <laughs> the Statman what in we the have flesh. Have you seen these? Have you seen <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>.
0: <laughs> it's, good, it's good to have yeah, you on the camera, man. Maybe you'll get... Some more, uh, I, I wish references. I had
3: I've got it at the worst possible angle, whatever. Talk, talking about your phone, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> no, it's a little pinched right now, actually. Um, <laughs> so
0: I forgot to tell you guys, I'm drinking Philly make coffee.
3: Oh, how much did that cost? How cow. is it?
0: It's actually, if you like coffee, you'll like it. I know Russ is not a coffee drinker,
3: I'm not either, but so. Um,
1: I'll stick to my water.
0: I actually haven't, I haven't received the rest of my. Sponsored by them. I, Phil, I know you got the cash, man. <laughs> uh, I haven't received everything. Like I haven't seen my full orders. Like it's a subscription. You get like a thirty day supply. But before they sent out thirty day supplies, I haven't got that yet. They sent out the uh, the tumbler. People who pre ordered and samples. So I had a few samples and hot hot brew, cold brew. So if you like coffee, you'd like it. So, so
1: this is a pre-order something that's not on the market yet so you're kind of joining the first wave of it yes oh, okay i didn't realize yeah that. i think
2: yeah i think first subscriptions in november right or first month of shipments or end of this month no idea i, think I read so you're getting like it's the equivalent of one of
1: those
3: like monthly subscription boxes
2: yeah but so it's what's
3: like the, it's the cool? idea does it have a bunch of <clears throat> stuff added into it or is it really yeah, high it's caffeine, not it's or... not
0: pure coffee for sure it's i mean phil's got this whole he lost a ton of weight because he did he the puts whole, like
3: some sort of oil and honey and
0: he's got all these ingredients he mixes in turmeric it. and stuff so like that basically they've turned it into a patent he started this company and they're shipping it hmm. sweet so, i like it i don't know if, if you like coffee but i don't like russell like he's not a coffee drinker so but i like it no all right, let's get into our uh, – we've all had time to heal with the Bills <laughs> last night. Your thoughts. What yeah, um, went wrong? I would say what we cool went right, but nothing happened.
1: <laughs> it seemed like pretty much everything went wrong. I was flipping back and forth between that and baseball, doing a couple other things. So I, I admit I didn't, like, sit down and study the, the game the whole time, but – I don't know. It seemed like the defense was struggling big time. I don't know if they missed, just Trey was out and uh, whoever the hell else was out. Milano seemed to make a big, yeah, Milano seemed to make a pretty big difference on defense. But I don't know. Yeah, just you hope you just chalk it up to a one bad night and move right. on, mm-hmm. which I know is tough in the NFL when you only play sixteen games. But you know. Going into the season, did you expect the Bills to be 16 and all? Probably not.
0: Exactly. How take, often does it oh, happening? Would take,
1: right. Would you take 11 and 5
3: if somebody offered you that at the beginning of the year? Well, right. then you got to suffer five losses. So, yep. Hopefully, I agree with that. I don't care if I have to die on this hill. I just want to see playoff games, plural. I don't care what the record is, playoff games, plural. <laughs> That's no, all I'm asking for. Not I don't the care if playoff game.
0: Eight
1: <laughs> i don't think any of us are disagreeing with that so eight and
0: eight might win the nfc east by four games
1: oh
2: my god isn't that crazy
0: <laughs> adam what are your thoughts on buffalo uh
2: i was the defense has just been bad all year um i when i saw milano and white were going to be out i thought milano was going to be the bigger impact because stopping henry um, obviously, that wasn't the case, and I don't know what—I don't even know how many carries Henry ended up with. He didn't. He only ended up with like 40 yards, I think, or 50. It wasn't yeah. much. It wasn't much. Yeah. Um, but they, Tanhill just threw all over him. Taron Johnson got manhandled. I don't know. They Josh got Norman got lit. Norman. Up. <laughs> Norman got Josh Norman broke his neck. I think on one point. <laughs> yeah. um, but so Derek, yeah, I, Derek Henry is a beast. Oh, he yeah, he's a monster. Physically. And, crazy. I, and I don't, I mean, Allen, that first pass that Roberts bobbled up in the air and got picked off, I don't, it should, it was a little behind him, but you can't let that ball bounce off you and go yeah. up in the air.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's a, uh, it wasn't a great pass, but to me, that's an example where it'd be nice to have a stack category where the turnover goes to the receiver there, not Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. In my yeah.
0: Opinion.
1: Yes. It, it's hard. It's probably a tough pill to as well, putting that interception on, on Josh.
2: Right. Yeah, and obviously that, that, the other interception was just miserable. I don't know what he was doing.
0: That was probably his only true interception this year was that second one.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So these are, these are my observations, and I stewed over this while watching a game from start to finish last night. I understand, like, Tredavious and Milano being out being an impact, but I don't know if that was a difference in the game. They made the same mistakes on defense with those guys in the lineup. I don't understand what's going on i I see what's going on but I understand why they can't fix it to me I, I've never played a down of football but I feel like i'm smart enough to realize what the hell they're doing is not right okay stop blitzing everybody he sends he sends everybody every play it seems like I feel like Edmonds and everybody's in the box and they're going after the wide receiver going after the quarterback. And then they're just, they're dumping it over top of their head. They're hitting short passes. They're picking up those yards, continuing <laughs> drives. Third 19 last night. Let's send the house. And what do they do? Pick up a first down. I thought that was a huge momentum swing last night on that third 19. Yeah. Um, tackling, jo- Josh Roman's a great example. I saw over and over last night with Derrick Henry. That guy is abnormally large for a running back. You do not tackle running backs around the chest, around the shoulders. You no. go up through the legs. And I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I'm watching and they're like standing them up. I'm like, they're going to run right through you. They're going to pick up those two yards, those three yards. They're going to yeah. keep getting those yards. And Josh Norman last night, like as bad as it looked, he just didn't help himself. He tried to reach out and grab by the shoulders. He's running sideways and Henry reaches out and just kind of gives him a little extra push in the same direction he's going. And he goes ass over teacup and he looks like an idiot. So those are things I've noticed. The the linebackers suck. Jerry Hughes needs to go. He's just – the guy's got one move off the edge. They do not contain the edge at all. The middle of that field is wide open because they send Edmonds in the box every play. He's not dropping back into coverage like he probably should be the majority of the time. They don't contain the edges because Jerry Hughes just – they hike the ball. They actually don't even create a pocket around – the offensive line have to create a pocket around their quarterback. Because it's like uh, it's like watching six-year-olds play soccer. Like it's like flies on shit. Like everyone just goes <laughs> to the middle and they're just in a ball. And it's like, what are you guys doing? And then the next thing you know, the running back's going by them. That's because you're not plugging holes. You're just you're in there just like bunched up, unorganized, no no thought or theory to it. And then they they just find a hole big enough. They pick up four yards. Pick up five yards. Like as a as a linebacker, if you're not blitzing, which I think they're doing too much of. If you're not blitzing, your job is to let that offensive line try to get that stop first, then plug the hole if you see a hole open. And I feel like they're trying to plug the hole before the hole's even there, and then the hole's actually never
2: going to be there it's someplace else. And you're so, not
0: containing the edge. It's terrible.
2: So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. The I do not think they're blitzing. Last night was different. I, I And I didn't watch – I was – obviously I was watching Braves game, but um, I had the Bills game on the iPad – um, but they, I would, the first four weeks, they did not blitz at all. And well, then what is it, it was, then?
0: Because Edmonds and everybody's going after the quarterback. It's terrible. Edmonds is
2: well, Edmonds is overrated, first of all. I don't think he's, he's been, the
0: issue at linebacker. He's probably the best linebacker other than Milano. But that's the other thing. Bill's well, only run two they, linebackers most of the game. Yeah, they only got a time two linebackers,
2: so, yeah, they've only got two linebackers. Um, their pass rush is not good at all. Those front four, and they're paying them, I not know, $60 million, that front four or front nine. What the defensive line's getting 60 million, and they're not rushing. They're terrible. So one of my questions is, obviously, the fans did not want to pay Jordan Phillips. That's the only difference on that defensive line this year, and it's miserable. Should you have paid Phillips $7 million a year? right to stay
0: do you think they struggled to get pressure because this is uh, this is just me thinking because it's nothing's changed the first five weeks admin spends too much time in the box way too much time in the box instead of in coverage covering the middle if something goes on the edge and it's open he's got to get to that and he's not doing that because his ass is behind ed oliver's touching it He's in the he's in the mix of everything. He is. If you watch the game, he's just always really? in there. It's like, dude, what oh. are you doing in there?
3: So well, he's and he's miserable for covering.
0: Is, is it hard for yeah? But he's got to make a tackle then. He's got to get out on the edge. But you can't do that if you're you're holding on to fucking Ed Oliver's jockstrap. Yeah, well, but that's why I say he's overrated. Do you think oh, it's just poor coaching? Do you think it's harder for a defensive lineman to be make an athletic move, bust off, or I'm sorry. A defensive lineman like an ed oliver any of those guys to make an athletic move go in a one-on-one battle and try to single guys out when you've got your linebackers just clocking everything up like ed oliver can't make a swim move go to his left go to his right because if he does he's got his own player on his ass like do you see what i'm saying there's not enough space yeah there, i feel like for them to make a move or you know be athletic like and they don't seal the outsides
2: you're letting ryan Tannehill run to the outside and run on the edge like come on I- yeah, I don't understand. After he ran the first one, and then he, I don't know, he must have, I don't know, he had like four runs over 15 yards. And after the first one, I'm like, is someone going to go out there? But I think, and one other difference is I don't know when he took it over, but McDermott is now making defensive calls instead of Frazier.
0: Really? Did not know that.
2: So, so I don't
3: know if that is part of the issue as well.
0: Why isn't, Leslie Frazier. I mean, you had like the third best defense in the league last year. Like, yeah, I was right. going to say, yeah.
3: if things are going well, why would you make that yeah. shift?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when he took them over. If it was the beginning of the year, if it was, you know, two games in because it was so bad. I don't know when he took them over. But yeah, I heard McDermott is making the calls now. So,
0: well, like you said, what changes have actually been made on defense? And like you said, the line, it's Phillips. Yeah. They'll have your linebackers from last year. You've, If anything, you've added. You've added Josh Norman, which I think Norman got exposed more last night because we're not seeing the Josh Norman that was in Carolina. Right. Because Tredavious is out. Josh Norman's got to guard the one guy, and he can't. He can't anymore. He's too slow.
2: Yeah. Well, and he's better zone anyway, so they can put Trey one-on-one and then play a zone with the rest of the guys if they need to.
0: But I felt like Tredavious hasn't played great this year.
3: No, but he's been – he's still
0: he's still Tredavious yeah he's
3: Mm -hmm. still yes exactly that's a good way to put it I think no banner year but he's still he's still producing yeah
0: I would say you gotta just you gotta chalk it up as we played like shit I felt like the entire team as a whole the energy was was not there Josh looked just defeated he looked flat he looked like he had he just bored I mean they scored that first touchdown like I didn't even see anybody really celebrate like they just kind of like you know, high five yeah. like they just made birdie and just walked to the sidelines. I just I felt Back like the energy wasn't there. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well I just felt like the energy wasn't there. They weren't their jovial self. They didn't look like they're having fun. I mean, at that point the game's seven seven, you're still in the game. Like I don't I just don't understand like why. The other thing that My... I uh I wrote down was they started drives on the thirty, the eighteenth, the sixteenth, and the twelfth. four drives inside the thirty last night that
3: they started. That doesn't help either. Yeah. My impression last night was, and I I didn't think about it at the time, but you guys have really brought it to light. Uh, My impression last night was that everything was rushed. Just whenever the ball would get snapped, it was like there wasn't that normal cadence to get through the play. It seemed like everything was rushed, but now you guys are talking about how the defense didn't play well, and it all kind of seems to mesh together. If you've got the defense not holding them back, you're going to have to get rid of it faster. And I I think – People are going to look at Josh's stats and maybe say, like, was that a flash in the pan for the beginning of the season, whatever. But I don't think it all comes back onto him. I think it comes down to the defense, like you guys were saying. Even though I didn't think it at first, I think that that really is a good good observation.
0: And I'm not putting Josh in the same category as uh, Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, it's like if you're going to talk about Josh – then how come we aren't having the same conversations about Kansas city, about all they, they lost the Raiders, a team that Buffalo beat. Right. Yeah. You got to chalk it up to a bad week. I think this is a great opportunity where we could see an impact in coaching. Like there needs to be like, do you guys see how flat you were out there? You look like you had better shit to do. There was no energy out there. They just flat out got outplayed. I didn't, I don't, I still don't think Tennessee's that good of a football team. I thought Buffalo looked that bad last night, and just had no energy. And Tennessee wanted it more. That's it. You can't do yeah, yeah. that.
2: Well, and I, this is by definitely the best defense they've faced this year. Tennessee's got a good defense, so
0: yeah, it's just you got to chalk it up. You got to move on, but that defense is terrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one I don't understand at all. And obviously, we're five weeks in. And they're still. I don't. Know, I think I. 28th in the NFL, their defense. Ross,
0: it looked like looked like college football where they was, we were talking about like they didn't actually try to play defense. It was almost like they wanted yeah. the receiver to catch it, and then we're going to go tackle him.
1: Yeah. If that same flat defense shows up against Mahomes, that will be
0: ugly. He'll put up 60.
1: Yeah. That game might be in the hundreds. So That's yeah. Next week's going to be a big test against them, which. We probably knew that when the schedule came out, but that was also when we thought we had last year's stout defense. Right.
3: Yeah. So we'll see. So are you saying bet the over? I'm go probably. get it right now. It's only like fifty-two,
2: fifty-two right now, or something, fifty-three.
0: I don't have it written down. Oh. Go
2: yeah. go get it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah if, that, <laughs> yeah.
2: if that flat defense shows up, Mahomes might put forty to fifty up. So. And KC's uh, yeah, defense think, yeah. isn't great, so you yeah. could bills can
3: definitely put up 30. Um, I'm sold. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's some other stuff going on in the NFL this week. It's definitely a topic of discussion. Uh, we've talked about him a lot. Dak Prescott, like how unfortunate is all of this for Dak?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was ugly. Um, yeah, so it, anybody watching, if they didn't see Dak unfortunately had a rather serious injury. He got tackled in his leg folded up under him. I believe it was a complete dislocation and a multiple fractures in his ankle. So I think he had emergency surgery that night. Yep. And I don't know if they put a timetable on it, but it kinda of goes off saying his his season's over. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, that was that was tough to watch. I'm a guy who's had knee injuries, and I usually get a little squeamish when I see leg and knee injuries. For some reason, I, I've, I haven't been through anything like what Dak went through, but it, it brings back memories of old injuries when you see shit like that. And whether you're a Cowboys fan or not, that's that's tough to see. Hopefully, he makes full
2: recovery and gets back out there soon. Yeah, I so I didn't see it live. I was I was taking a shit, but. I came out and I, that's, <laughs> Hey, what you know.
1: unbelievable analysis right
2: there. <laughs> but so I, so someone had texted me and they're like, Oh, that sucks. And I was like, what happened They're like "Dak going off on Wait, stretcher.
0: You got a text like you send us. Oh, that sucks with no context to it.
2: <laughs> well, I was literally texting. <laughs> I was texting the person about five minutes earlier about the game. So he thought I was watching still, so. but, uh, so, I started looking on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, if you don't watch the video," and obviously I watch it. But Ross, the first thing I thought of, just the look of it, was Jason Kendall running running down first base and hitting first base. Like that's the initial thing I like I thought when I saw yeah, it. That's, that's one of the
1: worst ones I've ever seen. My dad always talks about that. One. Jason Kendall, an old Pittsburgh Pirates catcher. Yeah. So this was probably early two thousands. He had a similar injury. He was running out of base at the first and his ankle rolled. I, I don't know if it was on the base from the first baseman's foot. His ankle rolled and he basically ended up with the same injury, you know, at full speed. Uh, the unfortunate thing with Kendall is he was still he was still running at full speed and he had to take another step on that leg, which gives me goosebumps to about that. That was that was ugly.
0: Like Silva trying to put his well, leg down after he broke it.
3: Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Two, do you things, guys remember? two things that jumped out at me. What's that? Oh, I was gonna say, do you guys remember March Madness? Like, like uh, Kevin Ware know. when he broke yeah. his leg right in half
2: on TV and then, oh. yeah, That's probably the worst one I've ever seen. Uh, unfortunately we
1: can probably come up with ten different examples of this. I think Kendall's was just as bad, except he had his long baseball socks on and that was keeping his foot attached. And that's yeah. actually no joke. Oof. But the two things I noticed when Dak when Dak first rolled over, so you're you're talking two seconds after the injury. I one time I dislocated my finger real bad. It was pointing the wrong direction, and for some reason my natural instinct was to grab it and put it back in place. I didn't, you know, I didn't like think about it at all. I just happened to grab it and pop it back in. Did it work? If you notice? Yeah, it did actually. <laughs> If you notice with Dak, when he first, like I said, two seconds after broke and he rolled over, he was sitting, he actually took his leg and Slammed. slammed his foot into the ground. Like he was trying to pop it back into place. Yeah. If you, if you watch the video again, you'll notice that he slammed his foot off the ground. It was almost that natural instinct of this doesn't feel right. I need to pop it back into place, which did not work.
0: That's why I didn't think it was broke at first.
3: And then, yeah. Is it possible he's had issues before and we didn't know about him? I don't think he's had any... I mean, if that's his instinct, to go right to that move. Right. It can't be anything that bad, so I don't
1: think he's ever missed an NFL game before.
3: Yeah.
1: And then, uh, I don't know, my version of the dud of the week, they're um, they're showing, they're showing <laughs> him sitting there and his foot's facing the wrong way, right? It's clearly broken. And Tony Romo says, Man, you got to hope that's just a cramp. Tony, are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs>
3: yeah, Think about 10 out of saying, 10, Tony.
1: Man. Oh my god, it was that was that was such a stupid statement by Romo. I'm sure in that moment you don't really know what to say on air, but you're just saying, feeling that's just a cramp. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, saying you hope it's a cramp when his foot's almost falling off. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, no, no matter what you feel about him or the Cowboys, that, that sucks seeing that happen. And hopefully he makes full recovery. That yeah. dude's been through a lot this year. We've talked about with his, you know, his brother's suicide and the contract talks. and
0: That's the big one you know, with me for did. all this is the contract. That was the, yeah. the go-to Monday morning was, you know, everyone's, everyone felt bad because of the contract. And there was a lot of back and forth between experts. Uh. I feel like I understand there was issues there. uh, But at the same time, it's like, I see both sides of the argument. As a person, Jerry Jones needs to do the right thing and make sure Dak's taken care of here. I'm talking physically. You know what I mean? Physically. uh, I did hear a a former NFL player make a, a, a point that he should have signed the contract because the fifth year is always optional, apparently. And if you're not happy anyway. You can just probably opt out of that. They're going to cut you so you can go elsewhere because there was others who said, timeout, we can't, we can't feel bad for the guy because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a contract. When the Cowboys put a contract in front of him, he didn't sign it. It takes two parties. And from what I looked up, the rumor was uh He wanted, it was 175 million and his agent wanted more in the fifth year, I believe. I don't, they didn't say how much, I don't remember if they said how much was guaranteed, but either way, he did have a lot of money in front of me. Turned it down. Stephen, a tried to make Mm -hmm. the point that, Oh, if this was Tony Romo, it would be a done deal because Tony Romo got a contract at this age that was older than Dak. And and I think the difference there is when Romo was there, I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think Romo had the Ezekiel Elliott's and the, you know, the other big, bigger names there that were going to also have to be paid. I don't know if I could be wrong. I'm just trying to go off memory here, and so I think that might have been part of the thing too with Tony. Is yeah, he did get a big contract, but I'm not sure they also had a running back that wanted you know 140 million dollars or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, well, when Romo was roughly Dak's age, if he was going through those same contract talks, that had to have been what are we talking? 12 years ago. There's a lot that's changed in the last decade, and in, in terms of the finances of sports contracts. So it's. It's tough to compare those two situations just because they're on the same yeah. team. But I mean, I yeah. Think, and... I mean, we somewhat talked about this with Dak that, you know, just signed the deal. But at the end of the day, he's still on the franchise tag. I think he's getting, what, $34 million this season. I, I, he'll be back. He will be back. But ultimately, if this was a career render <laughs> and you still make $34 million a season, financially, you should be set for your life. Yeah. But I, I don't think this
2: isn't the end of him. We'll see him again. Yeah. And I think lucky enough for him, he was able to have surgery Sunday night, which is to me, to me in my eyes, that's crazy that he was able to have surgery, you know, five hours after the game, after the injury happened. Um, yeah. They but, called
1: some national foot and ankle specialist, flew him in to, to do yeah, it. Yeah. I think he's
2: from Houston. <laughs> so
1: that's one advantage for these athletes, right? Is whatever top notch medical attention they need they're gonna get him
2: a- yeah and yeah so and I think as long as obviously he makes full recovery he's probably gonna still get a contract in 40 million dollar range so with who with who I don't know but I think he'll still get that contract I mean maybe this isn't a situation you don't want to
1: see him go through this but maybe this is somewhat of his wake-up call and you get through this year and if Jerry Jones comes to him this offseason says hey we we still want you back, but the legs are concern now. We can only offer you three years, twenty million per. Well, there's another sixty million in your bank. Maybe you've got to, got to take that. And he'll be all right. He'll be back. He'll be all right. Yeah.
0: Yep. They're, they're saying what? Maybe May, April to June. Probably May. More likely that uh, Yeah, you
2: know, I, 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 I I hadn't seen. Yeah, I hadn't seen timetable.
0: Yeah, I heard yeah. six to eight or four to six months, which is right around probably they're saying this could be mostly make May. I mean, he'll probably be cleared for, uh, for playing, yeah. but I, it just that injury. I mean, th- and last week was with Alex Smith, where I don't know if you guys saw the highlights of that. And I heard, a, heard a really good take on Alex Smith today. Like he's a great guy. It's a great story. It's unbelievable what he's done and come back to be able to play but the guy's point was, okay, yeah, he can play, but can he play? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. good enough to play in, you know, you know, your turkey bowl on Thanksgiving morning, but should he really truly be out there with Aaron O'Donnell riding his back? Like, If, so, I,
1: if yeah. I were Alex Smith, I'd be happy that I proved to myself I could make the comeback,
0: and I would retire. <laughs> I also <laughs> don't good. think he anticipated playing at all. Like, he was third string. Yeah, like yeah. they had all these plans. So he he seems
1: like he's a pretty smart guy, good head on his shoulders. He could probably honestly find a good coaching gig somewhere. He seems like a guy that would yeah. be pretty good at that.
3: that I seems know far players, off, dude. players
1: want to play, but I don't know that injury would always be in the back of my mind.
0: Dude, how about uh, Haskins not even showing up for uh, practice yeah, anymore? Yeah,
2: dude's a clown. Yeah, he went to he went to the Ohio State. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i read that today like i remember last week it was he's not even dressing he's gonna be third string and then they are like he's not even showing up because he doesn't feel good was his excuse
2: yeah
0: he's yeah. not showing yeah. up which there, there's there's image there he's on the trade block from what i keep reading keep hearing every day and speaking of trade block i got while we're doing this i got clowns tweeting me about Le'Veon bell because mcafee said does bill's mafia need Le'Veon bell so I have, no. I have some guy whose profile picture is him watering his plants. Basically, uh, <laughs> it is. Go back, go to Twitter and look. He's like <laughs> posing behind his plants. Like Taylor's got a bigger cactus than you have in your profile picture. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I, because so- someone made a, I replied to McAfee's tweet. You know, does Bills Mafia need Le'Veon Bell? And I said, like basically, like. N- do they need another running back? I, I don't think any of us would disagree. Like, the running game is not great this year. And I think we're almost to that point with Singletary. Like, it's make or break. Are you really going to produce or or not? And then you have Moss, who's hurt. No time, I don't know what the timetable is on him if he's coming back. I'm guessing he'll be
2: back next week because they thought he was going to play last night. This
0: week, okay. Either so. way, it does it hurt to have a stud running back? No. But My point to said jackass on Twitter was, Uh, we're five weeks in. Do you really want to bring in Le'Veon Bell, who has a history of being canceled in a locker room? And his response was, I love how guys make takes when they've never been in an NFL locker room. Well, it's a good assumption. Maybe I have never been in an NFL locker room, but that doesn't figuratively mean and literally in an NFL locker room. It's just, in general, you cause a rift when you deal with your organization poorly. Players don't like your attitude, whether it be on social media or outside the locker room. That still, is encompassing the locker room. Sub the Jets because you're pissed off how they're using you is not a good way to get your way.
1: Yeah. That dude's a clown. I don't need him anywhere near the Bills. It's the same scenario as why Antonio Brown's arguably one, still one of the better receivers in the world and he's sitting at home.
3: Right. right? I don't yeah, think Levy on is far away from that. One good stat that, that is worth pulling down everyone's stats. <laughs> yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there, there's, I and I heard, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, Sanchez texted me today and asked me about it, but he he read that whoever signed Le'Veon has to pay him four million dollars this year. I because, heard because of his contract, so they would they would still owe him four million, and I'm I like, heard. for four million, no chance.
0: Well, I heard this is what I heard today. They released him, so the Jets still have to pay him. Some sort of whatever his guarantee is, they have to pay him that for releasing him. And it's there's a prorated price in there as well. I heard that anybody, can, once he's released and he clears waivers, I believe that anybody can sign him for veteran league minimum. Okay. So I don't know how much that is. Is it four million?
2: No, I, I wouldn't. I think it's, I think veteran minimum is like a mil. So there's
0: Laviel shot himself in the butt again. Let's let's piss off the Pittsburgh Steelers, sit out, because I want more money. Then I'm going to sign with the Jets for less money, and now I'm going to piss off the Jets because I'm not getting used how I want to, so now I'm not going to make any of that
2: money that I set out for. Yeah, it'll be interesting if someone does sign him. I was trying to think of some teams that potentially could use him. I don't know. Chargers with Eckler being out for another six weeks or whatever it is. That'd be a good spot for him. Chicago. Yeah, I mean San Diego seems like a good spot because they mm. use Eckler in that same way.
0: Have you watched but, Herbert play yet?
2: Yeah. They, he, he looks good. good. Yeah. I like I'm uh, if, I like Justin Herbert. If they can get a good line around him, he'll be he'll be good. Um Chicago's another place I thought of for Le'Veon. I don't know if they would want him, but there aren't I don't I feel like there aren't many teams that would sign him or need him at this point.
0: There's a a scenario that I've heard tossed around this week. And by scenario, I mean, in Miami, they're holding their breath because, as you guys remember from the draft, the Chargers basically said, if the Dolphins take Tua, we're taking Herbert. If they take Herbert, we're taking Tua. So now all the pressure's on Miami right now. Like, I hope Tua can play at least this well. Yeah. Because Herbert is doing – he's exceeding expectations at this point. Not winning, but they're still they should have yeah. won last week. They should have won this past week. That was off.
1: I mean, you always get those comparisons out of drafts, right? Yeah. Same as people questioning Trubisky right now against Mahomes. That's
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's a close right.
1: comparison. It's a, it's a nut. Right. <laughs> it wasn't Trubisky taking ahead of Mahomes in that draft?
0: He was. Yeah. And, and yeah. the Bills traded away the pick for the Chiefs to so, draft up and yeah. draft Mahomes.
1: So those comparisons
2: unfortunately are inevitable, but well, yeah, and, and right, and you never know. Think about um, and I, I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day, but when Jameis and Mariota came out, how many people criticized Tampa for taking Jameis? And now Jameis as a backup is making what seven million a year and Mariota is not playing.
0: Speaking of Jameis, is, we're gonna see Jameis soon. I don't
3: know <laughs> crab legs.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not. I, <laughs> I don't want any crab legs, but I, I mean, before the Al he is. Either. He's in New Orleans. Backing he's up,
2: like a clown. My, oh yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I mean, it, it, the problem is they're still winning, right? So it's it it's hard when you're winning to take breeze out. Um, I think if they hit a couple game losing streak, you might see him in there, but, or obviously if Breeze gets hurt, but I, as, as long as the Saints are winning, I don't think we'll see yeah. Jameis. Breeze is also
1: anybody analyzing that situation is going to also throw in the caveat that Michael Thomas has been out.
0: This yeah. is the first time we've seen Breeze without Michael Thomas, for sure. Yeah, so, which was right odd away. to me was the other night during the game is Michael Thomas is out that first half. They didn't use Kamara. Like I thought they should have. Like they just, I don't know, they did a lot of running on second long and put themselves on third and long, third and short, and didn't convert, and that's why they were down 10 points or whatever it was at the half.
2: Right. Yeah. Yep. Russell's tired and he needs a nap.
0: You want some Phil coffee? Some Philly coffee.
2: All right. I'm good. Thank you.
0: I will go for a nap though. <laughs> um, the other quarterback, I think it's it's going to – the the talk's going to subside this week but it's going to ramp back up, It's Phillip Rivers. They play the Bengals this week, so he could go out and have a decent game. We're not talking about it as much. I think Rivers is done. That guy looks awful.
2: Yeah. I, I think the Bengals win show, this week.
0: Yeah. I don't know if the Bengals are going to win, man. They look pretty bad this week. Against a really bad – I don't want to say really bad quarterback, but he's putting up not great stats for them. They're just winning. Yeah. yeah. Lamar Jackson's got like a 55% completion percentage right now and they're but they're winning.
2: Yeah, he yeah, he yeah, he obviously just doesn't look good and I don't know. I haven't watched any of the Ravens games, but they're an interesting team to me. cuz that it'd be interesting when they play when they do play Pittsburgh, which I think is coming up here in a week or so, two weeks.
0: I think even the the shocker for me two weeks in a row because it fucked me on a parlay was the Browns. I put too much stock in the Rivers, not enough in the Browns. I chalked it up to Dallas' defense was terrible. and I took the Colts this past week, and it backfired on me. I also had a – Russ and I had a prop bet for Mayfield to throw less than 236 yards. He threw for 247, I think. Guy's averaging, he was averaging like 180 yards going into the week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that's what everybody's talking about. The Colts defense should be good. And I I just feel like they're not they're decent, but they're not.
0: Missing Darius Leonard last week, but I don't know how much yeah. that impact that had. Right. Anything else in football? I'm trying to thank you for missing anything in football. I got boned on the uh in some college football, Texas, Oklahoma. Oof. I had uh, had the under 31 17 with four minutes left. The over under was 74 and a half. 31 with four minutes left. Game goes to overtime. They score like 98 points. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I yeah. took the over in the Clemson game. So I actually watched quite a bit of that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is just a kid, so good. Dutch. Yeah. From the throws he made are unbelievable. Do the
0: Falcons get him now?
1: You know, if I'm I Trevor Lawrence, that that's where I want to go. They're best suited for the future, my at least the
2: immediate future. Right, my opinion. And yeah, well, we still got three defeated teams, right? So,
0: I think Giants get their first win this week. They play Washington.
2: It should be a. I don't want. I'm I'm not going to watch it because I don't really care at all. But I think that, that that'll be a it, sh- it should be a good game. Two teams that are not very good.
0: Well, I threw in a future bet on somebody to go zero in sixteen, and the Jets are like, "We got you, man, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> you're out of here." So my chances just <laughs> went up.
2: Just have to get rid of Crowder, and you'd be you'd be really good.
0: If you're the Jets, okay. First of all, terrible organization. Clearly, I get Le'Veon Bell is a problem. He's being an asshole on Twitter, he's doing all those things. There's probably things behind the scenes. (laughs) Why would you cut your running back before you got rid of your shit coach? (laughs) Like, when you – I mean, you're going to pay – if you're paying Bell a ton of money, like at least bring in another coach or try something new. A little cheaper.
1: I mean, I know we haven't been in the locker room, but to me that kind of proves (laughs) how big of an asshat that guy is. Yeah. He's got to be doing something behind the scenes that's pissing that franchise off for them to cut him. (laughs)
0: I feel like he's pissed everybody off. Remember when he left Pittsburgh, it was, oh, it was – he tried blaming on Roethlisberger, and Roethlisberger didn't say anything, he took the high road. We're yeah. finding out it was Bell.
1: He was still in Pittsburgh running behind that offensive line to do to be on his way to a couple of Super Bowl rings and the Hall of Fame.
0: Yep. But – in long-term would have made more than $15, $16 million for four – you know, a year for four yeah. years. I think – honestly, I think leaving Pittsburgh might cost him being in the Hall of Fame someday, potentially.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, but if he's in Pittsburgh and he went – like Rush just said, if he stays in Pittsburgh and they win two, three more rings after the seasons he had there, I mean, that's kind of hard to keep him out of the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Down the road? Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, baseball. Yeah. Um, My Yanks got their dick kicked in They need to make some serious fucking changes And by changes I saw the Yankees from like Three years ago uh, We we don't need Seven guys go to the plate and try to hit a home run We, we just don't Like I, I mean I get like Luke Voigt's got power and all these guys But they literally walk up to the plate And just out of their shoes It's like Dude, you're down, like, a couple runs. You want to just maybe put a ball in play and see where it goes? Choke up on that yeah. something? They're not doing
3: that. It's so, like the game is for solo home runs only.
0: Yeah. And that's not going to win you think, your games in the playoffs.
3: You would think more of the Yankees' teammates would
1: be watching DJ LeMahieu and trying to mimic what he does. Right. He's the exact opposite. He I mean, obviously won the batting title this year. He's, he has one in the National League. That dude just takes the right approach at the play, and he's he is one hell of a hitter. Right. He's he's not trying to hit home run every time. He's got no problem driving it the opposite way for singles here and there, just getting on base. And man, you would think that would you would think your teammates would notice after a while and try to mimic that approach. But.
0: I mean, we've all we all play golf. Do you hit the ball further every time and make good contact when you swing out of your shoes? No,
3: you got to be some. No. You
0: know what I mean? I mean, that's my observation of is they they have a, they have they have a great lineup but it was just like they got to the playoffs and it's like, I want to be the hero. I'm going to try to hit it out of this damn stadium. And I'm like, that's not going to win you playoff games. That is as much as I hate the Astros. That's what won them the world series two years ago. I mean, they had guys just, you know, the Bregman's those guys just fucking slapping base hits and kept runners on and just, you throw runners on base, your pitchers out of rhythm. He's got to go to the stretch. He's got to worry about those runners. That's that wins playoff baseball games in October. And that's just that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, and I, I feel like they don't. I don't know the stats, but I don't. I feel like they don't walk enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. As, I mean, as a
2: team, as a team, they swing well, a lot of stuff out of the zone. A the lot. sad
0: part is the guy who probably walks the most on that team probably strikes out the most, and that's Aaron Judge.
3: Mm-hmm, right.
0: I mean, Judge works to a lot of three-two counts, but he can't be the only one doing that. And they just you got to put it put the ball in play.
2: There was, I don't even know what game it was. It might have been game four. No, it must have been game three. Um, that the race, when the Rays won, Stanton came up in the ninth and he literally didn't take the bat off his shoulder yeah. until the last yeah, pitch. It went to a three two count. He never moved the bat. And the two, the two strikes before were fastballs down the middle. It's like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Stanton doesn't even step out of the box normally anyway. He just stands there like yeah, pitch comes in, just waits, but. I don't know. Yeah. I saw today that uh, Steinbrenner, young Steinbrenner is claiming, oh, we're close. We apologize. Same old song and dance. But it's like, there was a long time ago, there was a few years ago, I was like, man, I just hope the Yankees stink because they need to learn to develop a farm system and not spend money on, on you know, players that have, has-beens are at the back end of their career. You know, A great example is I read on Twitter, like nonstop, like, oh, Yankees got the biggest payroll and they can't fucking win. All right, well, I went and looked it up. Twenty-five percent of their payroll didn't play in the playoffs. Another like, and then the, I think if who played, seventeen percent of that of their payroll playing is tied up in Tanaka, Stanton, and uh, Cole. Everybody else is they're on like they're on arbitration deals or they're they're right there. So they got, I mean, the big one that they got on their payroll stills are fucking paying Jacoby Ellsbury. Like that guy's that was a waste of money. (laughs) Like it's unreal. Like it's just crazy. Like I you can go look up. You you, all you gotta do is Google it. And literally, like it's like 17 or 18% of their payroll is based off from Cole, Tanaka, and Stanton. And then they have Ellsbury tied up. Then they have two pitchers who aren't playing because they're hurt. It added up to like forty eight percent of their payroll. Didn't even didn't even like
2: like I mean and to me, there's one guy in that staff that they've got to get rid of that they're paying a decent amount to. Tanaka, to no, Chapman.
0: Oh, dude, what a waste! I, what a waste! He's,
2: I don't know, he he was he can't throw strikes anymore. He's, I don't know, he's to me he's just a waste right now.
0: He just he still still he still throws gas, but he misses his marks anymore. Like he leaves 20 fastballs over the plate. And yeah, and, when you leave a fastball over the plate in Major League Baseball it's going They know it's coming. You're closer. They know your fastball is probably coming. So
2: well, right. And, and I don't know, seven, eight years ago, if you're throwing 99, a hundred, like you're bringing it. And now there's three guys in every bullpen that are throwing 99 to a hundred. So right. it does, it doesn't matter anymore that you're throwing, throwing that hard.
0: Right now they got to make it just, I don't yeah. know. They reverted back to their old ways and look like shit. So I'm whatever. I'm glad they lost. Maybe they'll, they'll wake them up and they'll make some changes, but we got tired of watching Luke Voigt and his cheeseburger hanging out, trying to hit balls over the fence and swinging and missing.
2: Uh, I, I, well, I was on cloud nine until about three hours ago, but
0: so your Braves are they still getting their dick kicked in right now? Currently,
2: hey, they're only down fourteen, <laughs> <laughs> making <it> a comeback. <laughs> uh, but, this is actually
1: pain. This is actually painful to watch. I've got it yeah. on too. It's yeah, I've got it's it one of those on. games where even uh the first inning Snicker went over. I don't even know if it was Camargo or Culberson. Been Culberson yeah. told them be ready to pitch in this game. Yeah. So like when the Braves manager is ready to mail it in in the top of the first inning, like <laughs> it's almost painful. It's also awkward to watch this
3: game to be honest with you. Yeah, well I thought I had a good suggestion in the text messages earlier <laughs> about throwing a fighter.
1: <laughs> Throw it in. But the reason obviously you can't do that, but the the reason you can't do that, Taylor, is I haven't paid attention to how many guys have pitched in this for the Braves, but this could have a serious impact for the rest of the series as far mm-hmm. as the Braves pitching. Because and I don't get this. Ten years ago teams had no problem finding five starters. Now starters four and five may not have been magnificent, but there were still guys that could go out there every fifth day and give you at least six innings. So I think the Braves have already said they're going to have a bullpen game tomorrow, right?
2: We've yeah, they're throwing, starting. yeah, they're throwing a 22-year-old tomorrow and probably throwing a... Uh, I, I, I'm guessing they'll bring Newcomb um, to yeah. start game five, but... So they, they had to have been banking on
1: Kyle Wright throwing six or seven innings tonight, not getting into the bullpen to rest them for the next two games when they're going to be their workhorses. Yeah, and out the window.
2: Yeah, and it's obviously it's hurt them all. Obviously, they've had pitching trouble all year, and obviously being a 60 game season helped them only having three starters. But obviously, with Soroka going down early, um, Hamill's never he threw, I think he threw like an inning and a third this year and was hurt again, and then uh. Felix Hernandez, who obviously would have been a good starter, but he opted out because of COVID. So they've really been struggling with pitching, starting pitching all year. They've and Anderson and Wright have just came up in the last, the first month of the season. They they literally had one starter. They were throwing bullpen games four out of five nights, and that's why that I think the roster, the twenty eight guys, I think they've got fifteen pitchers on the roster, this series. But so it's yeah, it's it'll it'll make interesting for the next the next two nights how this happens. And I, I mentioned this to Kyle um, in a text earlier today, with how good the Dodgers pitching is, this series this game could turn this around. Dodgers could win four straight, without a doubt. Yes. I mean they yeah. got Kershaw going tomorrow and then I don't know what they'll do game five, but then you got Bueller coming back in six. So
0: yeah, is that like a? This could turn into a blessing in disguise with Kershaw not playing game two.
2: Yeah, and and that, so they were talking about that. Um, I was reading on Twitter before we started here, and someone asked if you're the Dodgers, why don't you just Urias? I think that's how you say his name. Guy who started tonight, don't even throw him. Come, go get a long reliever. Let him throw. Well, you score eleven in the first. And then throw Urias tomorrow and give Kershaw another day to rest and bring him out in game five. Yeah, it's possible. Especially when you score 11 in the first. I mean, but so it, it'll be interesting how this goes. And obviously, this no days off has been crazy for, I think, every team. Obviously, the American League series is a little different right now, but um, which I'm happy is happening right now.
0: I mean, and I, Tampa looks good. I mean, they're they're hot right now. That's playoff baseball too. Like you gotta get hot at the
2: right time. I mean. And they and they've got three outstanding starters. Yeah. Which really helps them. So
0: speaking of uh Tampa, I don't know if you guys listened to my podcast this morning when I referred to uh base problems is the Chuck Knobloch syndrome. Do you guys remember when Chuck Knobloch <laughs> couldn't throw it to first base from second?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think El is hurt. I think yeah. he's got something seriously going on with his, something in his right arm, whether it's his elbow or Knoblock just had the yips and yeah, he'd go to throw from second to first and he'd put it up in the seventh row behind the dugout. But <laughs> El Tuve just looks like he's hurt and doesn't trust throwing. making the throwing motion, which could be, I, I guess it could be your shoulder, your, you know, your arm arm goes above your shoulder when you're throwing. And that's when the, Certain pain would go in there, but when you swing the bat, it wouldn't affect it as bad because he's still hitting good uh, I, i'm I'm convinced he's got serious injury going on
2: yeah and I, I think I saw a picture yeah I think I saw a picture on I think it was on Twitter last night during the game someone someone took like a screenshot basically of him letting go of the ball. I think it was the one that went to first that bounced and he was like grimacing as he threw mm. like if you're making a you know sixty foot throw and you grimace something's not right
0: yeah it's it didn't look good last night he one hopped one into first and he one hopped it into second and the they missed it yeah
2: yeah that that
0: kind
1: missed
2: of, double the missed double play kind of turned the game around yep yep Tampa.
0: yep sure did is that game started yet adam
2: um probably soon I don't know what time it is uh yeah sorry yeah. about a half hour ago
1: cool. so I was last Wednesday we got done recording and I got home and I turned on the Dodgers-Padres game, they were still playing their series a week ago. So last week we talked about the uh, – at some point it got mentioned about the bat flips, you know how I said I don't, I don't mind them. I, I agree with that mindset of yeah, if you don't want me to show you up a little bit, then get me out, don't let me hit the home run. But I kind of mentioned I thought they were getting a little bit extreme. So in that game, Machado – hit a home run middle of the game. I don't know. It was like fifth or sixth inning. And in Machado fashion, did a serious bat flip and, you know, walked it and excessive a little bit. So then late in that game, I think it was a one run ball game, maybe. And Tatis blasted one to center field and Belliger went up and robbed the home run to end the inning. And whoever was pitching like, went off celebrating, Bellinger was pumped. I mean, you're talking about a clinching game in the playoffs and Bellinger goes and robs a home run to deep center, right? It's kind of the equivalent of hitting a home run in a game in the playoffs. Big clutch. play. And these guys are these guys are celebrating that play. And Machado comes out of the dugout and is about to start a full brawl. He was at the at the foul line yelling at the Padre or the Dodgers dugout, ready to start a brawl in this. To me, that's like – that. it actually, like, pissed me off because you can't hit a mammoth home run, bat flip, show up the pitcher, and then be mad when an outfielder robs one and does the same thing you just did. Yeah. Like, that's the equivalent on (laughs) offense and defense. That's the equivalent to each other. And if you're going to bat flip it like a king, you can't be mad when they do the same to you. Right. That annoys me.
2: Yeah, and in that play, I've never seen a pitcher throw his hat and his glove in the NLDS in, like, inning seven or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: was – I mean, it was weird, no doubt. It was a weird celebration. I get that. But, hey, how is me throwing my glove in the air different than you hitting a home run and flipping your bat 20 feet in the air? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for – I'm waiting for Snitger to complain. Yeah, I'm waiting for Snitker to complain tonight. They're in Texas. Dodgers fit 2-3-0 home runs after they were up 11 well, nothing.
0: You're supposed to stop swinging the bat. Remember? That's
2: right. You can't, you can't swing the bat when you're up 11-0. nothing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. the, You know we forgot to talk about? We we're supposed to let Russ open with the NHL and one other thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, Anthony Davis won the NBA championship? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, Russ. Yeah, whatever.
1: Lakers I don't know won. if you
0: heard. But he wants his damn respect.
2: From so, me? Yeah, from happening. you. He called he you. During, during
1: it, the interview, he called you out.
2: He said I with
1: one more, one more ring now.
0: He literally <laughs> said that. And, and the best tweet I saw, like, I don't know who it was. I, I probably have because I think I retweeted it or liked it. Was somebody's like, do you remember when Tiger and Jordan demanded their respect? Yeah, I don't either. No, Never. <laughs> It's on real. just a different era. So I, I gotta ask you guys something about LeBron. Because I did watch a little bit more basketball now the during the finals. On the court, the guy is a fantastic basketball player. I'll never take that away from him. Yep. But in For the words, the record, of Pat,
1: I've never I've never denied that right. either.
0: But in the words of Pat, Pat McAfee, who said, guy's great on the court, and I can understand why you want to punch him in the mouth. So <laughs> he says some shit that's like a little off color and is a little bit it's it's just arrogant. If you're yeah. great, let other people talk about it. You can't be that arrogant, talk about it, and then expect people to respect you. And it's like I feel like I I mean as kids I learned that like I mean, you know, I would go you play a sport, you play baseball I was a kid, I played a lot of baseball and basketball. My parents would always tell me, like, don't brag about if you played well, like lot other people talk about it. Like let it speak for itself. You don't need to be told you're great, whatever you're doing. I and mean, he's like, he's the opposite of that. This guy's got to remind you all the time about how great he is. And he demands respect. And, but here's my observation between him and Anthony Davis. I feel like the two of them give off this vibe. Like it's, it's me and Anthony. And then there's the rest of you guys over there. Like, I really feel like they yeah. treat the team. Like everything is like about them too. They're always huddling together, just the two of them. They always walk off the court, you know, just the two of them. And it's like the best way to describe it is like when you're a kid on a playground you're like talking to your friend and like someone comes over and you're like, no, 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 you can't be a part of this conversation. I really feel like that's how the two of them act around, even with their team. It's like there's us and then there's you guys. You do what you're told peasant type of mentality.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I referenced that play against with Kuzma last week's episode where he just Kuzma made a bad play, and he just threw him under the bus. You don't see him do that with Davis ever,
0: right? The,
1: the two guys are they're unbelievable basketball players. I don't deny that, but uh, LeBron's personality just rubs me the wrong way.
0: And it, that falls under Davis too. Like you've got to be a leader as well. If you're the vet with LeBron and you're you're quote unquote leading this team, then you need to be more of a leader. And not, like you said, you can't be like calling people out. You don't do that.
2: Yeah. And the start start of that show, Game Six was. J.R. Smith had his had his he was shirtless before the clock hit zero I think
0: yeah (laughs) you didn't see it Taylor
2: no I didn't yeah dude the guy's like I don't he's won I don't three I think he's won three NBA titles now but every time he's like got his jersey off basically before pretty much before the clock hit
3: zero (laughs) he's I like it
0: there was some (laughs) uh pretty funny like Instagram live stuff on Twitter I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. Like they left Quinn Cook at the arena. The boss left.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And he was like in, he was in, uh, was it Rondo or no? Whose chat was it? He it was, was in J.R. Smith's wasn't
2: it? Yeah. He was Yeah, he was trying to, he was like, he's like, in. make a U-turn. Uh, yeah. He's like on Instagram live with J.R. Smith. He's like, ah, oh, you guys forgot me. You need to come back. You got to come back. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he was still at the arena.
0: Dwight Howard's in the locker room celebrating and exposed like he was having text and an argument with like his baby mom or girlfriend like Instagram live and go away and be like these text messages
2: hey, I I always enjoy like and obviously hockey was the same way when that ended NBA you'll know, get it with baseball too especially being in the bubble like I always enjoy like watching those guys celebrate I don't know it's just I guess it's just the joy of like winning a championship
0: I didn't enjoy watching LeBron and Anthony Davis <laughs> circle jerk each other like, <laughs> LeBron's got a speech, an acceptance speech for the NBA, and like Anthony Davis is right here, like squawking like, <laughs> like a damn parrot. And I'm like, Don't <laughs> just... yeah, you like, come on, man. D- did you get? I sent a link to all of you. I know I sent the Russ the video that somebody made of like after the Lakers lost that game. Was it Game Four they lost? Because the, the, they won in five, didn't
2: five. they? Five. Game five.
0: They lost Game Five. Yeah. yeah. Did you get the video I sent you? Like, they made the parody video of, like, the guys Mm -hmm. trying to walk in the locker room. It was like this guy pretending to be LeBron. He was, like, choking everybody. (laughs) Uh, I'll send it to you guys after this. It was pretty good. (laughs) All right. Anything else, boys? Oh, Poirier McGregor. It's been agreed upon for the second time. Conor McGregor wants it to happen in Cowboy Stadium. Yep. I'm all in.
2: I didn't yep. I saw I saw some headline. I said it was probably it might have been something fake. I heard somebody turned down a fight with McGregor, so they wouldn't fight him. I don't know who it was. That's all I saw the headline. I didn't click on it. It might have been something fake too, but
0: I don't know who would turn down a fight with McGregor when you get paid the money.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That that's yeah. all I saw, so I'll fight him.
0: <laughs> I mean Poirier called it, and then McGregor confirmed it. He said, "I, th- I think he wants to fight me because he wants to fight a southpaw before he fights Pacquiao." And according to McGregor, that is the case. He's gonna he wants to fight Dustin, then fight a washed up Pacquiao because you know you got to put that notch in your belt because Pacquiao's washed up now.
1: So Dustin should come out, fight the whole fight, conventional stance. Don't even go
0: southpaw. Throw his or whole game his off. or just take him <laughs> to the ground. That would work yep. too. <laughs> Alright gentlemen, I don't have anything else. I'm sorry we had to do this over Zoom. Hopefully next week. We're either back in house or I could be in the hospital again any day now. So
1: yeah. Did we uh did we want to do three stars or skipping that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's do three stars.
1: Okay. Uh I guess I'd go first. Um my third star. I don't really have a stat behind this, but I was watching the uh Tampa Bay-Houston baseball game last night, and the Tampa Bay Rays outfielders made Renfro. like six, six highlight reel catches uh, between Kevin Kiermaier and Hunter Renfro. It, they kept showing replays. It almost looked like you were watching a season-long highlight reel of these two guys, and then you kind of realized they were all from last night's game. So they they played absolutely unbelievable defense, and it was fun to watch. So
2: Tampa Bay's outfielders, my third star. Even margot the other night, right? Falling into the stands there. Yeah.
0: Well, there's two of my um, stars. <laughs> <laughs> the third and second star of the week are those two. That's um,
2: so but the uh so with with Renfro, because a kid I follow on uh on Twitter, he covers the Braves. But he zoomed in on Renfro as he was hitting. Dude, the guy looks like Mike Trout. If you zoom in on him, I'll have to see if I can find a picture and send you guys. It's yeah. it's weird how much he like resembles Trout. It's very odd. Yeah, he does.
0: Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, I, I guess my stars I guess I'll are go. out there.
2: <laughs> uh, my third star. I guess I'll call it a star. Um, the Red River Shootout, as Kyle already mentioned. Uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Not
0: because they're my star, but because they fuck me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, so I went out and mowed the yard, and I came back in. There was like in the first overtime, and I'm like, well, perfect timing here. So uh, it was a hell hell of a game, and obviously a lot of points scored, and I think that's every week in the Big 12. I'm
0: not happy about it. I was getting ready to tweet, like, Texas under little little money bags, (laughs) and here we go. (laughs) Go ahead, Russ. (laughs) All
1: right. Our bad for stealing your
0: starter. No, No, it's fine.
1: Uh, My second star, I'm going to do Chase Claypool steelers rookie wide receiver last week seven receptions 110 yards for four touchdowns wow so i think last i don't know was last week or the week before somebody had three touchdowns and i said "Ah, anytime a position player other than a quarterback has three touchdowns they have to be mentioned and then he goes out and puts up four so So to to add to your
0: stat during my week or daily podcast uh claypool had seven catches in his first four weeks, he had six combined total. Yeah. So he had seven in week five.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good week. He he was also my second star. So good star. Yeah.
0: He was on feel? he was on the Pat McAfee <laughs> show. McAfee's like, How are those gloves doing? Looked like the ball was uh, kind of stuck. Are those gloves good? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was crazy that he yeah, as Kyle just said, he only had six catches coming into that game. So yeah.
3: All
0: right. I'll go now. My first star. My first star of the week is Andy Dalton. I'm gonna go with Andy Dalton because that was not easy to watch Dak go down. The yep. mood between both teams is was very somber. Even even Jason Garrett come off the sidelines to check on Dak.
1: Yeah, I uh, like seeing that.
0: It was tough to see, but Andy Dalton, I mean, at the end of the day, like the game has to go on. So they get Dak off the field and it's like, Oh wait, we still have a football game to play. And Andy Dalton yeah. came out and you still got to go out and play. And he led the, the Cowboys weren't walking away from it. So it was, uh, he came in, stepped right in and he led the Cowboys to a win, which was huge for them. And a division that is clearly having issues and they could, they're probably still going to win the division. I actually texted somebody the other day and they responded and said the Cowboys still have the best quarterback in that division.
1: As I say, there's a, there's worse, (laughs) there's worse backups to have than Andy Dalton. So yeah, they're not in a bad spot. Andy Dalton, First star. Like it. Uh, My first star, we've already mentioned him. Uh, I'm going to give Alex Smith the the shout out. Uh, As we mentioned, he had that horribly broken leg. November 18th of 2018. So we're talking almost two years. I think that was serious enough that they thought he might actually have to have part of his leg amputated back then. That's how badly this injury was.
0: And he got staff staph so, infection, I think, in a, after surgery. Yeah.
1: Yep. So like we said, he came in in the second quarter. He played the whole second half. Um, just one of the feel-good stories, seeing him come back after almost two years and a
2: devastating injury. So, I think it was 17 or 18 surgeries he had on it on that leg. It nuts. So, yeah. It, it, it's I th- crazy. I think I would
1: most people would probably just give up halfway through that process.
0: He had the halo it, thing like
1: on his leg. Yeah. 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 Yep. Nasty.
2: So, so my fir- it, it, my first star is I'm going to call him the magician Kevin Adams for pulling that rabbit Taylor Hall out of his out of his hat and bringing him in for a year.
0: We waited all <laughs> night for that we you did
2: (laughs) i forgot about it i'm gonna be honest
0: me too too, i sat back in my chair i came off the edge
1: i have not watched it yet but the sabers do um some sort of an embedded video series almost like the ufc does leading up to fights i haven't watched it yet but they had some cameras in the room when they were uh talking to some free agents kind of showing what that process is like and i think they had a video uh, with the Taylor Hall call on it. I ha- Like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but that'd be interesting to check out. Maybe yeah, that would be. see some of the behind the scenes of how those conversations go between general managers, coaches, and
2: potential free agents. So, Yeah, and that was, obviously that was an interesting call because even the, I think it was the day before, um, his agent even came out and said he's looking for a place he wants to win. And then obviously everybody was pissed when he <laughs> chose Buffalo, but... <laughs> You never know. All all right, Hey, stand. he
3: didn't say yeah. how many games he wanted to win he
0: won what do you got stat man you got a star
3: i don't have a star this week i just have a dud there and it is people honestly, look forward to your duds I'm, I'm glad you do but i feel a little premature on it because i'm the guy that i feel like i'm always saying you know it's only week three it's only week four now we're here in week five and i think philip rivers gets my done of the week I don't. Hate We've it. seen him for 16 years. I mean, he's been a perennially good player, and it just—I think everybody runs out of juice eventually. And the way his stats look, they're just falling. The only thing that's—well, I guess it didn't. I was going to say the only thing that's falling is his interceptions, but that's not the case after last week. <laughs> it looked like he wasn't in control of the show at all last week, just throwing it everywhere. It seemed, and I think maybe maybe he's like a Jordan Spieth, where is he out of juice? This old, being 39 years oh. old, he cost do you really money. give him much time to turn it around before you cut the cord and say, all right, that's enough, old yeah. man, go sit down?
0: So there is well, we, J- Jacoby Brissett is sitting in the backside of that, waiting to get in the game. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We all watched uh, Eli Manning's decline his last two or three years. He's already two years into retirement, and we forget that Phillip Rivers was drafted the same draft as Manning, so yeah. he's no spring chicken, and it's not necessarily a surprise that
3: he's on that decline. I'm wondering, are they going to drag it out as long as it seemed like they drug it out with Eli? It seemed like, like I would see him playing and I'm going, why is this guy even on the mm-hmm. field anymore? There's so many great options yeah. out there. What's going on? See, it's a different,
1: it's an interesting scenario, right? Cause they just brought him in as a free agent. Whereas the giant Manning spent his whole career with the giants. And I think they were trying to hold on to that nostalgia, but yeah. the Colts just brought him in as a free agent, just committed to him, So, it's an interesting scenario. It's a good dud. I like yeah. it.
2: And I, I, everybody thought that Rivers was going to put the Colts over the edge and be able to win that division because that division's kind of oh, for grabs every
3: year, and that's the way things are going so far.
0: From what I'm hearing too is uh, from experts, uh, he's he's definitely he's got a visibly noticeable lack of zip on his passes to guys like getting to the outside and completing those passes. They say that's actually causing interceptions because he's not getting the ball there quick enough and defensive backs are breaking on it and snagging it. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I don't know. I haven't watched the Colts yet play this year, but I don't know. We'll see. All right, gentlemen. Well, maybe next week we'll be back in person. We'll play it by ear. I'll keep you guys posted.